Welcome back to another episode on Trust the Process Show. I'm Chris Reed. This is episode 24. On this episode today, I bring on UFC star and legend, the immortal Matt Brown. I brought Matt onto the show uh, with his interesting background, recently leaving the UFC, opening a gym. I really wanted to get this guy's perspective on uh, kind of where he's been and uh, how his process has led him to where he is now. Uh, We talk about his mindset and how stepping into the octagon isn't just about fighting his opponent across from him, uh, but how it's been about a lot of it fighting the internal battles within. So before we get into this, do me a favor, head over to iTunes, leave me a review, subscribe to the show. Everything helps with your support. It allows this show to get further reach and for me to continue to bring on great guests. So without further ado, episode 24 on the Trust the Process show, the immortal Matt Brown. Welcome to Trust the Process show. I'm your host, Chris Reed. Uh, today, I'm extremely excited to be joined by UFC legend, the immortal Matt Brown. Matt Brown, how are you, my friend? Very good. Good, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining me today. Uh, Matt, so um, brought you onto the show um, for a few things. You know, I've obviously heard your interviews and watched you fight through, uh, through my enjoyment. But I think you have done some things that many people haven't done and you've battled a lot of self demons and really kind of taken that to uh to done something very uh successful and being a good fighter so wanted to kind of open up to you today matt and find out uh what kind of trusting the process means to you and, and what that kind of process looked like for you as you were a fighter and i think now as you become a, a gym owner yeah uh, that's a good question man you know um the process is difficult, I guess. So, um, you know, I guess when you're in the tunnel, you don't really realize, you know, even where you're at or what you're going through. So, for me, I mean, I, I guess, you know, I just know where I want to end and then do anything I can to get there. Um, so, I don't know, man. You know, trust in the process is kind of a, I don't, I don't even necessarily. I wouldn't necessarily say like I, ha- I do have a, a trust in the process, but I, I have a lot of faith in it, though, you know, like I sure. I definitely, you know, will suck it up and, and will definitely figure out a way to get to that light at the end of that tunnel, no matter what that takes. Um, and yeah, I probably mess the process up more than I do, more than I do it right. So um, yeah, I just put my head down, bite down my mouthpiece and walk forward, man. Yeah. And I think you, you hit a good point there, Matt, is uh, the failing during the process. I think that actually is the process, uh, especially in, in, a, in a sport like fighting. Um, it really isn't going in knowing what's coming your way. Um, it very much is a sporadic uh, reactionary moment while you're going through it. Um, so when you mentioned like the, the light at the end of the tunnel, right, how do you know, like, with that is it just you want to win because i know you've gone a few things right like there is the whole martial arts of okay i want to become a champion 
Um, but does it go deeper than that? Because I, you know, like I, I read, I know as I watched you on the Rogan show, you've, you've gone through some internal battles with different substances, like like myself. I think that's why I connect with you, uh, and you kind of come through really shitty moments like that. How much how much of the process is just being a champion, and how much is it like really? truly fighting through what's inside your head that nobody else sees yeah it's all about fighting what's inside your own head really the um the champion is just a term you know that's all that's all it really is it's just a you know they they put a belt on you when you beat you know a certain man that they consider a champion um but that's not really what what it's about you hear a lot of guys talk about it that, that have been champions, and and they say, yeah, they won. They when they won the belt, they're like, man, I'm like the same person I was before I won the belt. And it kind of almost takes them back. You know, they're kind of taken aback at how uh, how you know how little actually changes. Um, it's the same, I think. You know, when people, I don't know if they hit the lottery or if they, um, you know hit a jackpot or you know they have these fantasies of what will happen when when these great things happen but then when that when it actually happens it's not all that it was cracked up to be and they realize they still have to deal with themselves so that's the real battle is on the inside and just dealing with yourself and beating um you know the beating that devil on your right shoulder and listen to the angel on the left mm. and that's that really is it. You hit some good points there. I'm sure you met some guys even in the promotion and throughout your career that um, they do it for the money and they do it for the belt. But at the end of the day, they're still that same person just with nicer cars and a, a really nice flashy belt that they could hang on their mantle. Um, but with, yeah, with and, I, and unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, you know, those kind of people when they don't know what they're really doing it for, when they put it on some sort of a external, um, thing that they're trying to get that's when they they have a lack of fulfillment when they end up getting you know whatever that goal was that they put out there if it becomes all about the belt or if it becomes all about making money or whatever and then you get that and that's like okay so what now what do you do you know there, there there's no real fulfillment in that so um, that's the you know the more important part is uh, you know creating some fulfillment internally than uh capturing something externally so that's a great point i mean it kind of goes back into like knowing and understanding your the reasons why you do things outside of just that whole i want to be rich and famous bullshit that i think so many people in this world try to chase um but for you what what was like what was it that you were chasing and even now as you become We'll call it an entrepreneur of sorts, opening up your own gym and, and doing what you do. Like, what is your inner fulfillment that, you know, no matter what, when you're having a bad day or you're having a great day, you know what that mission is each morning when you get up to go and fight for it? Well, I was certainly for a long time, I would say I was chasing the wrong things, but, you know, I was kind of maybe even chasing wildly, just knowing or, or not knowing what I was actually chasing after. Um, for me, you know, I think I just had a lot of pent up rage and aggression and, and I was just willing to take that out on anything, anywhere, anytime. Um, you know, it just happened to turn out that the, the uh, fighting started to become a prominent thing and there was, there was an outlet for me right there. So that was, 
you know, my mission has certainly changed a lot over the, since then. And I'd say having kids was the first thing that really struck a chord with me where I thought, man, I have to know what I'm doing, why I'm doing it and how I'm going to go uh, accomplish that. And uh, so, so it's been a, a, a long growth process since the beginning mm. uh, on that journey right there, just, you know, figuring out what fulfillment is and how to create it and, and, you know, there, there's a true art behind that. Yeah. I almost got this picture in my head when you talk about that, Matt, as like this really angry young man into this, um, I guess, peaceful, you know, of, of sorts with an adult with children. It's, it's, you have this, it's not fighting out of rage and anger, but it's, it's fighting for what you're actually truly trying to fight for. And that's family. Um, if you were to look back, kind of saying that, talking to your old self, obviously you went through a bunch of growth phases. What's one thing that you could tell your your younger self that you've learned now that even younger people, whether they're coming up in the fighting game or just life in general, uh, what would you tell yourself as a young person that has that anger, that rage, that would change the outcome for, for the better uh, where you are today? Mm, I'm not sure that there was anything I could have said to myself that would have resonated deeply enough to actually make any change. I had a lot of people tell me a lot of real good things and I had enough rage and anger. I didn't give a shit what anybody said. Mm. So now if I could, um, you know, if I could force myself somehow in this hypothetical scenario to listen, <laughs> um, then, you know, I would just say, you know, keep it all directed in, in one certain direction. I mean, all that anger, anger and rage and everything, it's all just uh, energy. Yeah, so, you know, just use that energy positively. And when I found the martial arts, I certainly started using it in more positively, but there was still a lot wasted, you know, in, in other things, whether that was with, uh, you know, poor relationships or, um you know, uh, you know, a lot of different things, you know, hobbies that, that weren't conducive towards the end goal. And, um, you know, so I guess I would just say, you, you know, put your blinders on and, and stay on that mission even harder than you did. And, and I did it pretty intensely and, and very focused, but I would say, you know, in, increase that even tenfold. And, and I would also, I think I would also tell myself to learn how to take ownership and accountability at a higher level earlier on. Um, Cause I think it's, it's a very, very easy out for us to blame things on other people. And it's a very easy for us to uh, pass the, the ownership anywhere except for inside. And in the end, I mean, there's only um, one person that wins or loses and that's you. So uh, that took, uh, you know, it takes a long time to learn. And I think a lot of people never learn that, to be honest. Yeah, and I agree. I think there's a, t <laughs> I've met a lot of people that can't own or be accountable to anything that they do. And I, I think you're 100% right there. That to me, that's my biggest thing in life is looking at uh, how do I be accountable to my own goals, my own passions, but also being like having ownership to what happens with it and not playing that victim. And, uh, you know, screaming that BS because nobody really wants to hear that. And nobody wants, in, in my opinion, wants to help people that have. 
Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And the, um, and that's really, you know, I think when you, when you start to look at things like that, so I guess kind of the way that I, I try to teach my kids to look at things and the way that I, I try to do that with my gym and, and as a business owner, particularly is no matter what happens, I'm always the one to blame. And that's a very, very heavy load to carry around. Sure. Um, but it, you know, I think it's necessary too. And when I look at things that when I started kind of uh, doing things that way, um, a lot of better things start happening in my life. And that load actually became pretty light, even though I was willing to take on a heavy load. Um, other people were willing to step up and work with me on that. And, you know, more positive, more positivity came into my life. And um, to me, that's a, a just such a, a huge thing is, uh, you know, even if it wasn't your fault, like take the blame for it, you know, like just don't even, don't be afraid to take all the blame no matter what. Um, and, and it's particularly, I think in a, like a leadership role where like, a, you know, I'm running this gym and a lot of people are looking up to me and showing that willingness to take it on myself. I think it takes a big load off of them. Um, and hopefully it inspires them to do the same, but I think it, you know, it takes a load off of them and and makes a, a more comfortable, easier situation for them um, to make the gym a more therapeutic place. Mm. And I and I know you're a huge believer um, in martial, like the actual art of martial arts. It's not necessarily uh, martial arts isn't about just you know going to a gym and beating the shit out of each other. It's it truly is. Um, unless you've been in a martial arts gym, it's tough to understand. I did it for a while myself and. Actually, one of the things that I got my son into at a very young age was karate, uh, just due to the respect about having ownership and being accountable to yourself and really showing up for you and nobody else. Um, and I think that's what martial arts truly brings into people's lives if you, if you look at the art of it and not so much the combat of it. And it's great to hear that you're implementing some of these things within your gym. And I was going to actually bring that up is, you know, what are the ages that you're working with now, Matt? Are you working with like fighters or aspiring fighters? Or are you working with children that are just getting into the sport? What does it look like at your new gym now? Well, we're uh, starting a kids program in February. Um, I'm working with a, a couple kids, uh, uh, but that's, you know, hasn't been, our primary focus yet only because I didn't have a solid kids instructor and I think I finally have the right guy. And so we'll start that in February. Um, in terms of fighters, you know, I don't really focus on fighters. Okay. Um, that's not any, any emphasis, but, um, you know, we uh, do have a few fighters. So, um, some up and coming guys, some younger guys. So we'll see how they work out. Um, you know, what I, what I really like to, you know, kind of emphasize when we're training my gym, even though it's called a martial arts center, you know, we don't really do the art inside the gym itself. Um, you know, the art, you know, where I would maybe disagree with you or, or, or question your line of thinking is when, you know, we talk about the art. To me, there is no art without combat. Because, you know, martial translates, you know, literally to combat. And so there is, you know, it's the art of combat. Um, 
so that's really you know what the you know what we're doing in the gym is we're practicing martial skill so we're we're learning how to express ourselves um in an artistic form and the, but it's not an art until there's an actual uh, resistance yeah and i appreciate it's almost like yeah it's it's almost like i i use the analogy a lot of like practicing piano or or guitar or something you know and it's um you know you can sit there and practice each note um, and you can, you know, and there's a certain uh, skill to hitting a note and then there's a certain h- skill to hitting a chord. And then there's a certain skill to like bending a note or putting vibrato or something on it. And then there's the, the actual art of making music. And, and in the, our world, there's no actual art until there's a uh, resistance. Mm. Well said. No, and I appreciate uh, you coming back with that. Cause if I go back to mine, it, I definitely agree. I mean, if you're going into a martial arts gym, you're, you're going to be learning uh, combat. Uh, that, that's part of the uh, intake. But, um, you know, I just kind of go back to when well, I joined a gym and there was this one young lad. He was probably about 18, up and coming. And um, he got pleasure just like well, out of beating the shit and having disrespect to the other people in the gym. And I remember the uh, instructor, our uh, lead coach, took him in and kind of humbled him pretty quickly, if you know what I mean, about showing respect to the younger folk. And I think that's part of that art, I think, is it's not just about going in there and having a bloodbath, although we see that like yourself many times inside the octagon, there is a form of respect that comes with the martial art, not just for your opponents, but I think more importantly, that respect for yourself. Yeah, there's certainly that aspect to it. And, and again, I mean, I believe that that only comes out of, uh, you know, a true combat, you know, there's uh, until there's, uh, uh, some sort of resistance, there's no martial to the art. There's just, you know, you could call it art, you know, because it's, you know, you still could be expressing your body in whatever manner, but you know, then it's only art. like you could go dance and it'd be the same as, you know, doing some of the, uh, choreographed stuff we see at some of the martial arts schools. So, you know, you you could call that an art, but it's not a martial art, you know, unless until there's a resistance. Sure. So what's the big thing that you feel at your gym um, that you want outside of just like skill set? Is there anything that you want your students to to take in the way that the Matt Brown formula? Because I think the Matt Brown formula, if I if I know correctly, is you train fucking harder than most people right you are dedicated to your training so what is that edge that you want people at your gym now to learn that you've acquired through knowledge through pain through suffering throughout your career um man that's a that's a tough one because there's so many different individual situations and different people need different things and i guess if i had to uh, um kind of generalize it um, in the broadest sense, you know, I just want people to walk out of there and feel stronger than when they walked in, feel empowered to go accomplish whatever it is they want to accomplish. And if that's something within the gym, then that's great. If that's something outside of the gym, um, that's great too. I mean, I, I could tell you some stories about some people, um, you know, lives change. I've only had this gym for, you know, five, six months now and watching people's lives change is very powerful and and carries more meaning ultimately carries more meaning than even um you know when i get my hand raised in an octagon so 
Um, I wouldn't say I wouldn't be I wouldn't be able to narrow it down to one singular thing. So I, and that, I, I like that point that you brought up the changing lives through the gym and how that even has more importance to you in the uh, kind of grand scheme of life than getting your hand raised in the octagon. So and being that uh, this is not a, a day long show, but we'd love to hear about like, you know, what's the what's the one story that's come to you in the six months of existence that you know, they came to you and be like, Matt, this, this changed me. And, and what was that story? And how did that really impact you to, to keep moving forward at the gym? Yeah, I got one where I'll tell you, you know, I, I didn't realize how powerful of a thing I had in my hands when I opened this gym until this guy came to me and, um, you know, I was talking to him. We, we, when we first opened, we were given a free week of membership. So he'd been there about a whole week. I kind of got to know him a little bit. And um, I asked him kind of what his deal was, you know, I was going to try to get a sign up out of him. Right. And, and I was kind of, I said, you know, what's, uh, you know, what's your goal? And he's like, man, I just need a place to, uh, you know, release some anger and some frustration. And so I thought, you know, okay, so, you know, well, what are you frustrated about or what's, what's, what's on your mind. Right. And um, he told me his 14 year old son had committed suicide oh, shit. and and that's not the worst of it. So, so, you know, I, I, I said, man, you know, I, I feel for blah, blah. And we're talking and um, come to find out, you know, he didn't even tell this to me, but I found out later, you know, he walked in and he took the noose off his neck, off his own son's neck. Oh, and uh, fuck. man, you know, here, seeing this guy from day one, um, you know, just could barely even, you know, walk in the gym to now coming pretty regularly and, um, you know, building towards something bigger and better. That's that particular story made me realize the power that I have. Mm. I mean, that's a, that's an extremely powerful thing when, you know, you hold something that can uh, inspire someone in that low of a phase of their life. And, of course, it, it helped me in my lowest phase of, of my life, but, you know, that's nothing compared to you know, something that he's going through. So, um, you know, you ask for a story, you know, that's a real tearjerker, man. It's hard not to uh, shed a little tear every time I hear that story, but, um, you know, that's the kind of power we hold, man. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate you, uh, you mentioning that story, man, because, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, definitely a tearjerker, and I think there's a real power to to having that type of energy you can help people turn around um i think there's probably an element of although you weren't in that exact situation you felt what it feels like to be angry and pissed off and, and in those dumps and um it sounds like what you're creating is much more than just an mma gym or a gym that people come train at but it almost sounds like there's a tribe of sorts that this is an outlet for this this particular gentleman to uh to come and be in a safe spot around people that uh he can you know release this anger release this energy and be able to walk away feeling uh like life isn't uh constantly you know fucking and pounding him down um so that's that's powerful shit man that's really powerful yeah that's exactly right and um again i mean one way or another there's going to be energy there man you got to do something with it so um, to give them a place for that energy to be turned into something positive. Um, again, it's a, just a very powerful thing. 
Mm-hmm. And I, and I think, you know, not to like make us sound wrong, but I think what I also hear too, and I think taking away and anyone listening, taking to this is that there's always someone who's, who's worse off. Right. And, and this is a story where you're like, fuck, you know, you listen to this and you go, okay, my, my thoughts or my, my troubles today are nothing like that guy's troubles, not even close. And I should be pretty damn grateful for what I have rather than worrying about what I don't have. Um, because life can fucking hit you in the face pretty hard. You, you know, for you, uh, literally as well, but it is for people in general that there is, there's shitty things happening in this world and uh, we need to be looking at what we have rather than what we don't have. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, yeah. Thought your day sucked, right? <laughs> and if I, I'm like, I, I had some things going this morning nothing crazy, but they were kind of a piss off. And honestly, the story right here just changed the way I was, uh, I was feeling about how this day started. So, um, <laughs> all right. With the you know, and you know, respecting respecting time, Matt, and I know uh, you know you got some things going on. But if there was anything you could say to people listening that are you know not even in martial arts, but like in terms of like having a goal and reaching for that goal, how would you tell people to go after it? Like, what would be if if someone came up to you and like, Matt, you know, I want to be successful in starting a business what is your words of wisdom that people can take away from the immortal Matt Brown? Don't do it. <laughs> no, um, man, you know, I wouldn't be, it's tough. I, I think I wouldn't even be able to give them a word of wisdom, you know, because look, if like, if you want to go start your own business, like if, if you, you'll go do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like nothing I'm going to tell you if you, if something that I tell you is going to, change that you know one way or another then you're already on the wrong path you know so um so i guess you know in life in general though if there's something that i would i would maybe uh put out there as you know i think a solid advice for everyone in the world um there's certainly uh, you know helped me change my uh, own uh, way of thinking and and help me in my own life and fighting and all the other things that I've pursued in life is just that everything is within, you know, you know, whatever everybody, again, if someone come to me and was asking me what to do in business, you know, they're already looking in the wrong place. They got to look within themselves. Um, you know, and that's with all things, you know, they want to ask me how to get stronger. Well, look inside and you can be stronger. If they want to ask me how to get richer, uh, look inside, you know, that there's, there's nothing outside that's going to, um, you know, give you these answers. Look inside. And so, and I agree. I think everything is, we, we all have the answer within we, everyone, I don't care who you are. We, we have the answers. I think, uh, what holds many people back is trusting ourselves that we can make those decisions. I think it's easy for us to going back to what you're saying earlier is ownership. So that's what I'm hearing now too. If you want to be successful is having, having ownership and accountability to just one, just doing it. And two, looking within of what you want it to look like um, and not relying on some, waiting for someone to give you the answer so that if you fail, now you have a scapegoat to say, well, well, Matt told me to do it. Well, so Matt was wrong. Not mm-hmm. me. Um, no, that, yeah, that's exactly right. So I think if, you know, you mentioned, you know, sure. I think you just said it there in, in a way of just having 
fucking ownership in your life and, and truly being accountable to what it is you want. And if you're not really accountable or if you're not really sure what you want, how do you stay accountable? And well, you need to dig within to find out what it is that you want it to be and look like. Um, that's great fucking where's the wisdom man although i kind of paraphrase i kind of brought it back i think you, you hit it on the head there so that's um if there was one person you could look at before let you go mad if there's one person that you is there any person sorry to say you look up to that you thought this guy or this gal did it right and you took um inspiration from whether it was people that you met within the octagon or just through life is there anybody that you look up to um as uh, as an idol or, or resource um yeah it's tough uh yeah I, I pull from a lot of different people um you know it's easy to kind of romanticize the people in the history and so i certainly do a lot of that like musashi and um like bruce lee and guys like that um in the more recent history i say muhammad ali was probably my number one uh, mainly more so than what he did in the ring than what he did outside the ring and i don't necessarily agree with everything he did but he had the balls to follow his heart and um, more than just about anybody else that you're going to read about, you know, he, he just had the balls to listen to himself. And you talk about a guy that, that dug within to find the answers. He was uh, more so than just about anyone else. It's so true. That guy, uh, that guy went through a lot, you know, and, and he is a reason why he is uh, the greatest of all time in his uh, respected area. Um, so when you dig within, I know kind of saying last question, but just, I'm just curious now to talk, but when you say you dig within, how do you do that? Are you a guy that uh, you meditate or what's your way of truly getting one with yourself to just be with you to understand what it is you want? Is there a certain tactic or is there a certain thing that you do to have that dig within uh, moment? I think it's you know I, I certainly do some meditation and different things like that um you know put yourself in uncomfortable situations and you learn a lot of things like that um but i think more than anything it's like looking at um looking at yourself realistically i think it's like people when i talk about digging within i, I don't think you know there, there's a lot of digging really like it, it's really right there you know, like you just got to get below the surface, right? You, you don't have to dig a 20 foot hole or, you know, so to speak, but you know, it's just right there. Um, I think a lot of people maybe try to overthink that, try to overanalyze it, try to um, go too far with it, try to find different methods of doing it and this and that. And really you just look at, you know, what's right in front of your face. And that's, that's I think that's how we'll look to end this. Cause that, that is the way it is. I think we often look at, try to look so far ahead or so far behind. And really at the end of the day, it's, there's that saying, I think it's the answer is usually right in front of your face. And um, we need to, I think, simplify the way we do things because if we overcomplicate, uh, we miss the little cues that uh, show us what we truly want. Exactly. You miss the forest for the trees. Totally. Well, Matt, it's been a pleasure. Um, I thank you for joining me. I know how uh, busy you are getting the gym up and running. Um, if people are in the area, in your neighborhood, um, what's the best way that they can get about uh, getting more information or joining? 
excuse me, uh, mortalmartialartscenter.com. Mortalmartialartscenter.com. Perfect. I'll send out the link with the, uh, the episode, but, uh, it's been a real pleasure, man. I think you, uh, you're a great uh, martial artist, and it's uh, I've had a lot of pleasure following you, and today's been a, a real pleasure being able to speak with you. So, Awesome. Thank you so much, sir. All right, man. Have a great day. All right. Have a good one. Bye.